Good morning, church. I'm so excited you all are here to worship with us this morning. Why don't you go ahead and stand to your feet, and we're going to learn a new song this morning. Father's dream, he only looks on me with pride, always so kind to me. He says I'm perfect in his eyes. Why should I ever doubt? He won't ever change his mind. Only ever good, only ever good, only ever good to me. Only ever good, only ever good. That's all you've ever been. That's all you're gonna be. Only ever good, only ever good, only ever good to be.
all you're gonna be Only ever good, only ever good Only ever good to me Father, we're so thankful that no matter what is going on in this crazy world, no matter what trouble comes our way, no matter what calamities we may face, God, you are good. And you are always looking out for our best interests. God, what can we do but say thank you? Oh, don't you get shy on me 
Even in darkness your truth lights A beautiful spark in this heart and soul Be still and know That my fears go Here in your presence I
church. Let's raise our hallelujah to him this morning. Good morning. You may be seated. Welcome to Anastasia Church. We are blessed by your presence here. If today is your first time visiting with us, welcome. We would love to meet you. There will be someone out in the atrium at the welcome booth that would love to meet you, answer any questions you may have. We have a special gift for you. We also have a digital platform that allows you to communicate with us, give us prayer requests, find out what's going on in the life of our church. You can text the number 904-441-6900. If you text the word CONNECT to this number, you can share prayer requests with us, leave information for us, and if you text the word NEWS, that will take you to a place that shows you all of the many ministries and events that are going on in the life of our church. We have a busy week and weekend ahead that I'd like to share with you some of the highlights. This Friday evening, September the 16th, there will be a special women's event called Flourish, and this is for women of all ages. We will gather in fellowship and worship the atrium will be open at 6.15 for hors d'oeuvres and fellowship, and then the doors into the CLC will be opened at 6.50. No registration is required. It is a free event. So we invite women of all ages to come, bring your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors. It'll be a great time of fellowship, and we would love to see you here. I get to announce to you that on Sunday, the 18th, the week from today at 11.45, we are going to celebrate groundbreaking on the brand new building. That deserves an amen and a round of applause. We will gather at 1145 at the east back, the back side of the youth building for a time of groundbreaking fellowship. We would love for you to be there. And immediately after groundbreaking, there will be some buildings that are going to go away. Our annex building, which we lovingly call the pink house, and our two garages will be removed so that we can start construction on the new youth children family building. So in our garages are a lot of things that we no longer need. We're not selling them, but we would love to give them away. So this Friday, the 16th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., the garages will be open to our church family. If you would love to come take a look and see if there's anything there that you can repurpose, um, we would love to give it to you. The garages will be then open to the community on Saturday the 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So spread the word. Guys, this does not count as Christmas shopping. But I bet you'll find something in there that you can do something with. So we would extend that offer to you and really encourage you to join us again at, on the 18th at 1145 for groundbreaking. A great celebration of great things to come. Pastor Sam is going to share some more information with you. Christmas out of the garage? That's the a great idea, idea John. The idea was that it was not a good oh, idea. Oh, it was not a great idea. Okay. Uh, it's a yeah. Speaking of guys, we have an exciting men's event coming up October 1st that we're really excited about. It's our second annual champion men's event. John, he's on our, our men's leadership team. Will you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah. So, ladies, I want you to take out your phones. Take out your phones. Go to your calendar. So, after Flourish, we want to give you a gift. We want to give you about five hours without your son or your husband in the house for our men's event. So October 1st, put it in the calendar. Guys, this is not a churchy event. This is a guy's event. There's gonna be testosterone. There's gonna be 
bull riding, not professional, amateur bull riding. We're going to be doing it. There's going to be axe throwing and barbecue. Barbecue, that's right. Great national speakers. So put it on the calendar. If you haven't been before, we've got a bunch of giveaways. One of the giveaways we just picked up is a round of golf for four at Palencia Golf Course. We've got a surfboard, surfboard. Got several other of items out there. So make sure you mark your calendar. Second annual event. Last year we had, what, almost 200 guys? We've opened it up to all the campuses and some other churches. You don't want to miss. Space is limited. So if you sign up today, Sam, you've got something So just it? like Costco, we're going to be giving out samples of barbecue this morning if you sign up. So come by our table in the atrium, and we'll, we'll give you a little barbecue you sign up this morning. Guys, you want to be there, but we're really excited about it. Thank you, John. And we're looking forward to it. Hey, this time, we're just grateful that uh, in just a week, we're going to be going to groundbreaking. And that could not have happened throughout without the faithfulness of this church. And so will you join me in praying? We're just going to thank, uh, I just want to thank God for you guys, but I also want to just thank God for his faithfulness to us as church. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much, God, and we want to give you all glory and all honor. Thank you, Lord, that you have brought us to this point where we get to, to break ground next week, Lord, and we are so excited, God, Father, for how you are going to continue to use this church for your glory and for your kingdom. And Lord, God, we give it all to you. Lord, we say it's not about us, it's about your kingdom. And Lord, I thank you for the faithfulness of this church and God, their support through these years uh, to lead us up to this point, Lord. Pray that you'd go ahead of us, Lord. And we give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Sam. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be with you today. Great to have a full house here to worship the Lord and uh, get into his word today. How exciting is groundbreaking next week? We've been giving for that, praying for that. Um, we've so excited the, the new facilities uh, that we're going to have for our young people, for our children and youth, a secure environment. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It is going to be a little challenging because it's, uh, you know, it's going to affect how we can get to, you know, we got to park and get to the church and all. So please be patient through the process. Uh, we're, we're going to have to do that as well as a staff, but we're very excited for what God is doing and how God is working. And, you know, that's really kind of what we've been talking about in this whole series, um, this uh, 517 series, is that, you know, God is on the move. Amen. God is at work, he, he's loving, he's discipling, he's healing, he's, he's doing all these things. And so we've been going through these, uh, these things that God does, uh, his attributes, attributes. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today, the, the theme that we want to talk about today is that God commands. God commands. You know, our God is, again, he's, he's not asleep at the wheel. Our God is active, he's at work in, in our world and, you know, when we look at Scripture, the commands of God are intertwined all throughout it. From Genesis to Revelation, God is commanding. He is our commander. You know, in the beginning, in Genesis, uh, God gave the very first command. Do you know what it was? He said, let there be light. You know, I, I grabbed a picture from the James Webb uh, the telescope there, just looking out into the the, uh, the heavens, and this is something called the Cartwheel Galaxy, you know. And, and I, I was heard this thing: if you if you hold your hand up and you point your finger up, and if you can just pick, do this with me. I know it's do, just picture a piece of sand on the very tip of your finger, that little small little speck, and then you just put that up in the the universe and there's just stars and there's galaxies and there's light twinkle twinkle everywhere right 
And God said, let there be light. And it's not just this little flicker of a flame, but it's light throughout all the universe. And, you know, as far our telescopes are looking as far as they can look, and there's still light. God's light has no bounds. Billions of light years away, and there's still light. Perhaps the most famous of God's commands are the ones that we're going to talk about and, and focus on today. It's his Ten Commandments. And uh, if, if you're old enough, you, you may recall a time when they hung the Ten Commandments in your school classroom. Or perhaps when you think about the Ten Commandments, you may think of Charlton Heston holding them up, you know, with his long beard. Um, but, you know, the Ten Commandments are... Are, are just what, what they say. They're, they're things that we, they're commands of God and, and they're things that we should follow and things that we can do. And I, and I want to kind of start off by saying two things related to this. These are not the 10 suggestions, right? These are, these are not the 10 suggestions. You know, parents, it's like when you ask your kids to do their homework. What do you say? Say, this is not a suggestion, Okay. <laughs> you need to do it, all right? And this is the same thing with God. It's like these are things that we need to do. It's like when a child reaches for a burning stove, you say, you command them, don't touch it. And these are the same thing God is trying to look out for us. He's trying to help us with these commands. And God command, his commands are not suggestions, but they're core things. They're things that are at the heart of God. And the second thing I want to say is that God is God and we are not, okay? He gets to give the commands, and we need to acknowledge that. I think we all in this room, we get a little rebellious sometimes. Uh, we, we don't like rules or structures, but they're there uh, to help us. They're there, to, and, and God really doesn't need to justify himself on why he gives commands. He just does, Right? I mean, if, again, if you put yourself in the role of a parent, you say, well, this is my house. I make the rules, and that's just how it is. Right, parents? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know? And, and so the same is the way with God. God created you. God made the universe and everything in it, time and all things. God is the ultimate commander-in-chief. He's the ultimate decision maker. So he gets to do this. God commands. And like a good soldier, when God commands, we should fall in line. We should obey. The, the consequences of not following the commands, uh, of course, in the military, we know that the general says, do this, we need to do it. And because not only our, our life might be on the line, but the, li the life of our fellow soldier could be on the line. And so following commands has blessings and benefits not just for us, but for the people around us. And I'm also reminded, too, you know, the world was saddened uh, this week with the passing of Queen Elizabeth. And, um, you know, the queen, uh, as long as many can remember, she's been the queen. And you, you think about with all the wealth and the prestige and the power, her life motto was what? Was one focus on public service. And, you know, when you think about God as our commander with all power and all authority, the king of kings, and yet he came and sent his son as a suffering servant, and he gave his life for us. 
a life that's modeled of leading not from the rear, dictating, commanding, but leading from the front with a cross on his back for our salvation because of his love. And so we can trust and we can know that our commander in chief, our Lord loves us and cares for us. You guys with me this morning? I hope I haven't put you to sleep yet. So let's open the word, the Ten Commandments, the words from our commander. We're going to be in Exodus 20, uh, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. I invite you to stand, stretch your legs a little bit as we look at the word of God together. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that that is in the earth beneath or that it is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I... The Lord your God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commands. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant, your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male servant or female servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. In Exodus 20, we see these famous Ten Commandments. Notice as the Lord God gives these commandments, he starts out with a reminder. He starts out with a, a reminder. Remember what I have done for you. Remember that I brought you out of slavery. Remember what your life was and how when I came into your life, I changed it, I set you free free. I worked miracles. This is something that we all need to remember. Amen. When God speaks to us, when God gives us commands, it's really important that we trust the Lord and understand that, that God has done so much for us in the past. And especially when times are hard, we have to go back and say, I got to remember how good God has been, how God has saved me how God has blessed me, and just remember his promises and how he has been faithful. He has blessed us. So before we even get into these commandments, God is saying, remember, 
Trust me, okay? Trust me. These commands are words for us as believers that they're to define the life that God calls his people to live. And they are not exhaustive by any means. I was joking with some folks before the service, you know, I mean, you know, I think if we could add some commandments here, we, we, we definitely would, like, you know, take out the trash and all that, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we, we definitely could, could add to these commandments, and they're by no means an exhaustive, exhaustive list, but they certainly are core things that as believers, they sh we should have this lifestyle. The first three commandments speak to our relationship with God. And so let's, let's start with the first one. You shall have no other gods before me. Of course, we know that there is only one God, and there is a big distinction between the big G God, the capital G God, and the little G God. Really, a little G God is not a God at all. It's a, it's a fake God. And they could be made of gold or ivory or today we, we worship other things than they did back then. Uh, we can worship ourselves, our intellect, our bodies. We can worship other people, sports teams. But here's the thing. When, he's, when God is saying you have no other gods before me, he's saying, God's saying, I want to be number one in your life. I want to be your God. Okay? I want to be the priority. I want you to be all in with me, okay? And if, if you look at relationships in your life, and you know, God, family, friends, and let your life be prioritized in that way. God wants to be number one. Have no other gods but the true God. Number two. You shall not make any carved image or likeness or bow down to it. You know, back in those days, they would have stone or gold or silver or ivory, and they would make these little animals and so forth, and they literally would worship these things. Um, and it was very common in the culture of Egypt or Canaan, and we would call this idol worship. Um, and, um, of course, you know, those things are, are nothing. They're, they're made of by the creator, you know. Um, and God is a, a jealous God. He, he, he loves our attention, our affection. His desire is for you. And if you can put yourself in God's perspective, there really is no comparison to a carved piece of wood or a stone versus the true and living God. Why pick something that is fake and that will fade when you can have the king of all the universe, the eternal God. The Jags are playing today. Is anybody hopeful for the, the Jags? Do we need to pray for the Jags right now? <laughs> They've had the number one pick. Well, could you imagine if the Jags, instead of picking the the player that's the, you know, the Trevor Lawrence, the player that everybody says, this is the best player, the most polished, the strongest, the fastest, the smartest, can throw the ball the best. Could you imagine just going around the room today and say, uh, you, yeah, you're going to be the number one pick in the draft. We're going to pick you, and we're going to pay you all that money. You're feeling good right now, aren't you? <laughs> but everybody else is going, are you crazy? 
The same is true for us. When we have the true living God, why would we choose a fake? Why would we choose something that won't satisfy, that won't last, that will rust? When we have the true and living God. In verse 6 there in chapter 20, and it says, God longs to show his love for us, for him who keep his commandments. There's such a blessing, such a blessing in loving God and following his decrees. Amen. Commandment number three, you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Can I just say to us today, please don't do this. To utter the name of God in a flippant way or as a curse, foul and filthy words we utter in disgust combined with the name of God, the name of our Savior, it, it should never be. Folks, there is power in the name of Jesus. This is the name of our, of our God. There is power. The demons tremble. So why it is the name by which, you know, the scripture said there's no other name by which men may be saved. So why would we, we utter it as a curse? Or when, when, when we stub our toe and we just, and just in anger, we just, uh, you know, we say a word. We say the name of Jesus or Christ or God. We should never use God's name in such a disrespectful way. It's really, it has always hurt my heart to be in a setting and I, and I hear these words. Sometimes you're watching a movie and it's just one thing after another. And I'm saying, do they really know what they're saying when they use the words of our Savior in such a way? Do we think that God doesn't hear? I know it, it hurts the name of our Lord. It hurts the heart of our Lord. So let's not take his name in vain. Amen? Amen. Commandments 4 and 5 relate to God and our family. The fourth commandment says, remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. It's a day that is to be set apart, a day of rest. But it's also a day that we can focus on God. And we see this in verse 10, that it is to be a Sabbath unto the Lord. In verse 11, it talks about if, God's, if God rests on the seventh day, it's probably a good idea for us too, right? If God takes a break, we maybe need to take a break too. And I think rest is needed uh, for our families. It's a time for reconnection, recreation. It's not optional for believers. Do you know people that are working 24-7? They're burned out, they're losing their families, they're stressed, not sleeping. God knows what he's doing when he says, you need a day of rest. You do, because this life that we're living, it's not a sprint, it's a, it's a marathon. We need to take time for ourselves, but also for our families, for your spouse, for your children, for your grandchildren. We need to spend a day of rest. 
And you may say, well, Bobby, I just got this crazy busy job and I've got all this I've got to do and if I don't work this day, I, I've got to provide for my family. You know what? I've, I'm believing and trusting that if you honor God, give him a day of rest, give him a Sabbath, dedicate it to him, I believe God will honor it. I believe God will bless it and I believe God will provide. Amen? Amen. The fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother. This is a commandment with a promise that your days may be long in the land that God has given you. You know, we all go through seasons with our parents. A season uh, when we are very young and they're raising us and nurturing us. And then later in life, the roles kind of reverse, don't they? And we, we take care of them and look after them. And you know, let me just say to us today, you may not always agree with everything your parents do. I know you're in shock at that statement, right? <laughs> you may not always agree with everything your parents do, but we should always show them respect for their special role as parents. I believe to speak poorly about your parents in front of other people is to disrespect yourself. And, is to, and it dishonors them and dishonors God. You know, sometimes those relationships are challenging. And sometimes they are difficult. And sometimes the best thing that we can do is not say anything at all. It's to hold our tongue. Because you may not necessarily agree with what your parents are doing, but you can still be respectful. You can still show them honor as your parents. Again, these are not my commands. These are the commands of Scripture. Honor your father and mother. The next commandment, speak to our relationship with others. You shall not murder. You know, our, sometimes our hate for another person can overwhelm to the point where you want to end someone's life, but to live by the sword is to what? To die by the sword. That we reap what we sow. And we see repeated stories in Scripture where the murder of one just led to this domino effect of so many problems and so many issues. Murder is never the answer. God will avenge. You shall not commit adultery. I think this is related to the commandments one and two the, about worshiping when we worship other gods. In a sense, we commit adultery uh, against the Lord. We need to be faithful to God just as God is faithful to us. God sees marriage as holy. You know, when we perform a ceremony, it's, it's the husband, a wife, and, the, and God, this trinity, and God is there. Many of you would say, you know, if my spouse cheated on me, I would be devastated. So don't cheat on them. Next, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't lie about your friends and colleagues. Don't say they're doing things that they haven't done. Don't make up things to make yourself look better. Be real. Be true. Be the kind of friend 
that you would want to have. You know, we've all got neighbors. You probably have neighbors that you like and neighbors that you're like, hmm, let's not talk about that. You know, when, you're, when your grass gets a little bit high, they, they come out and tell you about it. Uh, you know, Jesus would later define what a neighbor is and, and those who are in need and all humanity around us. But I, I've always found, as far as bearing false witness against our neighbor, it's just for, good to remember the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Treat people the way you would want to be treated. If you want somebody lying about you and making up things about you and mischaracterizing your character and about who you are, no. So we wouldn't want that done to us, so why would we say those things about another person or do those things to another person? And then lastly, we have this last commandment, you shall not covet. Don't covet. You know, I think social media makes this really hard today. I don't go on social media as much as I used to, but, you know, sometimes you go on there and you see somebody and they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be who they are. They're always eating the best food and, and they're always on the perfect vacation spots and, and it's like, you know, they're driving the best car and all these things. And you're just like, gosh, I wish I could be like them. And that's coveting, folks. That's coveting. You see, coveting leads to an unfulfilled life because that thing that you want, you think, if I could just have that, I would be good. And guess what? You covet that thing and you get that thing, and it's not quite what you thought it was going to be. And you just say, well, I've got I to have something else. I've got to have what that person has. And guess what? You work and work and work, and you get that thing, and it wasn't what you thought. And so that leads to this life that is not satisfied. As you think, if I just get that next thing, you covet that next thing that that other person has, it'll make me happy, but it doesn't. The Lord God, church, is all we need. Money, material things may be nice, but it doesn't buy happiness. Jesus says in his word, he is enough. And chasing after these things will not fulfill us. You know, as we've looked at the Ten Commandments today, and again, there, it's, there's a lot. We could, this could be a multi-part series just on the Ten Commandments. Is there, are there a few this morning that you say, well, you know, I kind of blew it on that commandment, you know, or I'm, I'm really struggling with that commandment. I'm, I've messed up there. I've broken this command. Please know that we serve a God of grace, a God of forgiveness, and he is faithful when we confess to forgive us and cleanse us. And for all of us this morning, it's, it's a reminder of how God wants his people to live. He wants us to follow his commands. These commands, it's a path for us of life, a path of blessing. It's, they're not designed to, to keep us from freedom, but to help us to stay free. Because that's the lie of the enemy that says, well, if you just do this, you'll be happy. But the problem is, is that very thing will make you a slave. And it will wreck you. So as, as we close this morning, I, I want to ask you, are you hearing the voice of your commander? Are you hearing the voice of your commander? And what is he saying to you today?
Is there a command that in your spirit, as we've been talking about them today, you say, God, I really, I need your help with this one. I'm struggling with this one. Is there an area where you're falling short? Let's pray about that. Because again, our commander is a good God. And he loves us. And he is gracious and passionate and forgiving. So will you stand with me and let's pray together as we come into this time of, of invitation. Lord Jesus, our commander in chief, Lord, we love you. We know that your ways are good. And that, God, that your commands for us are to help us. To keep us in the way of life and blessing. So, Lord, help us to make these commands part of who we are. That, God, we would honor you and put you as first. Thank you for your word, Lord. May it bear much fruit as it has gone forth this morning. God, I pray if there's anybody in this room that doesn't know that commander, doesn't know that God that bore a cross and died for them so that they may have life, I pray today that if you so uh, encourage them, Lord, that they would take a step forward in faith and they would receive you. God, maybe we just need to come forward in prayer this morning and just say, God, I'm struggling with this command. team leads us in a song. You come as God leads you.